The Podcast Revolution Network is a collective of independent broadcasters banded together for mutual support, success, and to raise new voices to our platform. Our shows are made possible through listeners like you supporting our cause. For more information on supporting Podcast Revolution, please visit podrev.org. That's P-O-D-R-E-V dot org. Thank you. Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? You know who this is. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number two, a two, a seven. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? How are you doing, you bastards? How are you doing? Do I love my bastards? Of course I do. You know that. And I know that because, well, I'm me. And, you know, people tend to know what, what they feel about people. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I want to say much love to you and thank you very much um, uh, for the kind words um, and the direct messages. Um, people keep asking me what the email address is. I got rid of the other email address. Um and if you want to email yours truly, uh, you can do you can send emails to talk to s anthony at gmail dot com t a l k t l my name at gmail dot com okay talk to s anthony at gmail dot com okay so now you know all right <laughs> and uh, you know this this is just a really weird thing and something something that happened last night that reminded me of something that happened a long time ago and. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I was laughing. Um, I, I, as everybody, as anybody who's been following me here, listening to one of my, if you're one of my listeners here, and if you follow me on like, the, like Instagram and all of that other crap, then you know what's going down and I'm trying to get back in shape. And uh, so I had to change the eating habits and to change the workout habits. I had to do that. And my clothes are getting a little baggy. So that's that's good, too. You know, it's better than looking at the scale. And, you know, if your, your clothes are getting baggy, means your ass is shrinking. Yeah, that's right. So I've been, change, I've been, I've been eating a little bit differently. And uh, this is not going to be one of those diet shows, as, 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 uh, as always. Um, I'm saying this to make a bigger point, but I think most of you already know that. <laughs> so... I ordered some grub and uh, and I like to have my stuff delivered, you know, and it's really weird when you order from the same place all the time. They they get to know your voice and they get to know your orders, especially if you're someone like me. I tend to have 87 restaurants and they all have a thing that I like from that specific restaurant. And I will call that restaurant if I decide to have something delivered and order that thing from that restaurant. So each individual restaurant knows my name, knows my voice. And if I call up, they know what I want because I only call them for that thing because I have a diversity of restaurants. Here's the problem. I have now decided, obviously, that uh, I'm going to eat differently. So now I'm eating a lot more green, a lot more salads. So <laughs> I called up uh, the pizza place and they have the better salads of all the other places. So I call up and I'm going to order a salad. I call up. Burp, hello, whatever pizza place that he's talking about right now, because he doesn't want to say the name. Yeah, uh, this is. Yeah, I know who this is. And so you want to blah, blah, blah. And he, he goes through the stuff that I normally buy. And I go, no, no, I want a um. I want, I want a uh, I want a salad with French dressing, huh? Sure you do. <laughs> he starts laughing. Now I remember this because when I was younger, I started doing stand-up comedy at 17 years old. 
And uh, I made the decision at 17 that I was not going to drink or at the very minimum, at the very most, I'm definitely not going to get drunk. But I actually just chose not to drink. So when I was a 17, 18, 19 and 20 years old, I wasn't old enough to drink anyway, even though I was old enough to do comedy in the clubs. And when I became old enough to drink, it had been such a thing that people knew that I hated uh, getting drunk, which I would never do. And I don't like drinking, which I don't. That. I could literally walk up to the bar in any club that I ever played or any bar that I've ever been in, walk up and order an actual alcoholic beverage. But they knew better and they would give me orange juice or, or whatever kind of refreshment was not alcohol. And that was a kind of a running joke. Yeah, give me a double vodka and quadruple cran cranberry with double rum and quadruple vodka in it. Here's your orange juice, ass. Thanks a lot. And I'd go sit down with my friends. So they knew that. But back to the pizza place. So. I had on occasion, knowing that they know what I normally order as a joke, ordered healthy crap, knowing that they knew better than that. So when I called up <laughs> and I ordered a salad and was serious this time, the guy couldn't get it through his head. It was almost like I was speaking a different language to him. Even, you know, I was like, yeah, I would like a, a salad with French dressing. You said Stromboli, right? No, no, no. I really want a salad with french dressing no stromboli so you want to you want the green peppers in that stromboli no no i don't i want green peppers on my salad but i, I don't uh i don't want a stromboli i want a salad okay okay so you want extra sauce in it right no 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 there's no sauce on the salad yeah yeah sure yeah sure sure you want to you want a salad yeah right so um okay so with the salad <laughs> salad um okay do you want do you so you want extra green peppers and onions and salt and you want me to put the extra cheese on there and no 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 i i i, I don't want cheese at all i'm, I'm I literally want a salad. Is this S. Anthony? Yeah. 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 S. Anthony. I'm, 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 I'm a, I just want a salad. So you're S. Anthony, huh? Yeah. Right. Could you hold, please, S. Anthony? Right? <laughs> he puts me on hold. And then my cell phone rings. And I pick it up. Hello? Yeah. S. Anthony? Yeah. There's a guy calling claiming to be you um ordering <laughs> a salad i mean come on you know what you should really check into that i think that somebody may be you know doing one of those call spoofing things or maybe someone's at your house trying to try to play a prank and you know, i don't want to you know send out some kind of you know some kind of ridiculous salad lord knows you're not gonna order one of those and send it to your house you know and then and then all of a sudden i mean i'm out of ten dollars for the salad and the delivery and you know all of a sudden because i have because if if if, if, if if an order goes out that's fake i have to mark it on the file and then you'd have a strike against your record and then people wouldn't deliver to you so you know i think you should make sure that you know whatever you do go get that clean up and that that it's actually me on the other line no 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 the guy's ordering a salad yeah the, the guy is me oh you you're ordering a salad? Yes, I'm, I'm ordering a salad. You know, there's there's no... There's, a salad is different than a stromboli. Yes, I, I know a salad is different than a stromboli. I'm, I don't want a stromboli. I want a salad. So what you're saying is you want a salad? Yeah, look, stay on my cell phone, okay? My cell phone's on my right ear, okay? Go back to the line that you just picked up, and then, then, then you'll see that it's me. But, but, you, you, all right, hold on, hold on. Hello? Yeah. Oh my God, you're in both ears. Yeah, it's because it's really... So you really do want a salad? Yes, I do. Oh my God, could you hold on, please? And he made any... And he, he pushed the mute button, but it didn't work. Yo, you believe this shit? As Anthony wants a salad. Ain't that the Stromboli dude? Yeah, I mean, wow, what the hell's going on, man? Oh, man. 
I had all, when you seen as soon as I saw that you as soon as you you said Dance Anthony's name, I already started making a damn stromboli. What the hell am I gonna do with this? I don't know, but he doesn't want it. He wants a salad. Oh man, Jesus Christ! Ain't he a fat guy? Um, yeah. When he came in, he was he was a little heavy, but what the hell are you doing with a salad? I don't know, but I mean he's a good customer, and I mean the stromboli costs thirteen dollars, the salad costs eleven. It really, it's not like we're really losing any money. Oh man, but I already started making it. Uh. Alright, uh, make him a salad. You sure? Did you check with him? I checked with him. He, it's really him. Oh, okay. Alright, let me go, uh, let me get his order and see what else he wants. Um, yeah? Y you didn't, um, you didn't really mute that. Oh, that's okay. You didn't say anything bad. Oh, okay. You're not mad? I'm not mad. I just want my damn salad. Okay, we'll, we'll send you the salad. <laughs> so he sends the salad out. And I order, and, and, and on my block, there's a lot of there's other people who are kind of cool. And we all order from the same place. Now, usually, if I order from them, I'm the only person on the block getting something from, you know, it's, it's, it just doesn't line up where everybody's ordering at the same time, even though there's a lot of people that order from that specific restaurant. And I don't know what they order, nor do I care. So the car comes on the block, and I know the delivery guy. Surprise, because he's the delivery guy that's been there since 1937, which is ironic because the place didn't open till, open up till 1980. I was like, are you gonna? He, he sat there with his car waiting for for, for a business to open up. <laughs> that part's not true. He comes on the block, and there's a bunch. It's nighttime, and there's and, and there's a bunch of kids out. And by kids, I mean twenty one and younger. And they're all outside. They got the music going. Yeah, I fucked the hoe, I had the hoe, and fucked the bitch, and fucked the and And I I realize that I'm actually making fun of music that I grew up on, but these are not the people who sang the music that I grew up on. They're just singing in the style of the music that I grew up on. So it's okay for me to ridicule them. Shut up. Back to what I'm saying. And they're looking menacing, but to me they don't look menacing mainly because, you know, they look like, you know, relatives, the young black guys. I mean, what's the problem? He gets out of the car. Now, usually when I order, when people order, it's usually during the day. This time they're all outside and there's people that he doesn't know. He's these kids that aren't on the block. There's other people coming around there and they're all loud and drinking and this, that and the other. And he's looking at them and he's like, and one of the guys decides he wants to go and mess with the delivery driver. Now, I've, I look at the guy and I don't really, and I'm looking at him and I can read him. He's not really going to do anything. He just, he's just one of those guys that likes to mess with people. And I'm about to nip this crap in the bud because I want to make sure I can continue to get my food delivered because there was another guy that did something similar to a delivery driver that was delivering Chinese food the bastard goes out and scares him and I was about to kill his ass but that was when I was eating Chinese food but now I'm salad eating so I'm a lot more mellow and also a lot less a lot less ass so he's about to tease the driver hey give me be, 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 getting on his face I walk down the steps come on man come on dude calm down I mean I know you're just trying to have a good time but you know, you're going to scare the delivery drivers. And I'm in the middle of saying that. And I hear a bunch of people running down the steps. And it's a bunch of fat dudes from another building who apparently had also ordered and knew the car and thought their shit was coming. And they're a lot angrier than I am. Because I'm just telling the guy, come on, man, just leave the guy alone. He's just trying to deliver food. But the bigger boys, are just I ain't doing nothing. You better not fuck with this delivery driver. You better not fuck with him. All right, because if he don't have, if he, don't, if he can't deliver the food here, then I gotta go get it. Okay? I'm already pissed off because I had to come down two flights of steps. Okay? Do I look like somebody that should be running down two flights of steps? Yeah, you are kind of fat. Don't get your ass whooped. Okay? Do, 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 do you have food for us? 
As a matter of fact, I do have some food for you as well. I'm, I'm actually here to bring a salad to West Anthony here, but uh, uh, what, what, what's your address? This is my address. My address is whoop-de-whoop-whoop-de-whoop. Uh, yeah, I do have some food for you also. You look okay, good. I'm going to make sure. Cause I, and all of a sudden, the kid that was messing with the delivery driver has four really big fat dudes standing around him. And I'm telling you right now, they're probably going to kill him and eat him. Why? Because the last thing, if you're a really big fat guy having food delivered to your house, the last thing you want to do is have to get dressed, go down the steps, squeeze into your car, drive to the place, order the crap, wait for it, drive back, and then go back up the steps. If you call the delivery driver, the delivery driver gets the crap and brings it up the steps to you. You don't want to have to go up and down steps. That's why you call the delivery driver. Also, the these dudes are huge, and they're standing around this punk ass. What are you fucking doing? I'm gonna kick your ass because I'm gonna kick your ass. So hey, when I come down these steps, the fuck is wrong with you? I come out these goddamn steps. I'm, I'm out of, as soon as I catch my breath, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna fuck you up too. Come down the other steps. Look at these two right here. They would curse you out too, but they're too busy. Too out of breath. What did you two guys tell them what you would have do to them? <laughs> Okay, never mind. You can you can talk later. As Anthony, what do you what are you gonna say to the guy? Uh, well, basically, I just want I just want to give this guy well, my salad. How much is my salad? Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. It's twelve dollars. And uh, here's a here's a tip. It's so seventeen. Just you know, uh, let me just go get. I'm just gonna go eat my salad. You you not you're not gonna say anything to the kid. Fucking him because I'm not good. I'm already thinking right now. I gotta get my so I gotta get my damn cheese pizza. Now I gotta walk up the fucking steps because this guy here is fucking with the delivery driver and kick your ass with me. Could kick your ass. Hold on for a second. Oh God! I should kick you. Kick your That's all right. I'll, 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 I was gonna deliver your food up. You can go back upstairs and I'll. I'll actually go up the steps. I'll bring the food with you. It doesn't matter now. I'm already down here. Because, because now I'm going to come down and get the pizza and take it up. Yeah, but if if you go, I mean, I know you got to go upstairs anyway, but I mean, do you, the pizza's kind of heavy. I mean, you, know, you got a lot of, you know, you want to go up the steps, which is difficult for you, obviously, and carry the pizza. You know what? You got a point. I'm going to go upstairs. And, uh, you know, I'm going to lay down in front of my door and I'm going to put the, the money that you said the pizza would cost plus the whatever the, the tip. I'm going, I'm going to put it, I'm going to lay in front of my door and I can catch my breath and I'm going to put your money on my belly. So what I want you to do is when you, you come upstairs, you take the money off my belly and then you can just lay the pizza on there. Then when I finish catching my breath from going up the steps, then, then you you can just leave. It's going to look like I've been dire straits, but it's okay. That happens every time I have to go up and down the steps. That's why that you ain't there. You don't you fuck with the delivery driver. I'll kick your ass. Even though I can't catch you, but at some point I okay, I cannot kick your ass at all because they yeah, because you could just okay. Look, I'm just mad right now. I'm going up. Just, just leave the delivery driver alone. We're going to all four of us. Well, these two still haven't caught their breath yet. But when they catch their breath, in fact, this guy just passed out. I'm like, that's why I'm the only one talking because these two they're, they're out of breath but this guy somebody do some CP oh he's alive he's just laying down because I'm, I'm going upstairs now <laughs>
you know and that's the thing that is that was hilarious it's like it's like when you if these guys are i mean and, and, I, and i illustrated what what the thing was but these guys were really super duper angry really super duper mega angry and the last thing you want to do now i i was never as big as and fat as these guys were i was fatter than i am now and obviously i'm constantly shrinking but I know for a fact, I remember when somebody would just get in the way of me eating something that I wanted to eat. And I'm telling you, they don't realize how bad I wanted to punch them in the face. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're not a big, if you were never a big fat guy, the only thing that I can give you an, an idea of, of describe the feeling of being a fat guy and you got the grub you want to get and somebody's getting in the way of you getting the grub that you've been thinking about all day, the food you wanted to order, the food that took too long to get there, the food you've been dreaming about. Sometimes the night before when you knew the restaurant was closed on that particular day, you're thinking to the next day when you're going to get that grub and somebody gets in the way of you getting it. The only way I can describe it to somebody who hasn't been a big giant fat guy trying to get some grub is if you are hanging out with a lady you've been wanting to get to be with for a long period of time and you realize oh man this lady is awesome oh man i want to spend some time with this lady oh man this lady is awesome and incredible and i think she likes me not only does she like me as a human being but of equal importance uh to liking me there's a very good very very high opportunity a very very good chance of me having access to her delicious buttocks now, it's more important to me that I have access to her as a human being, as a companion, as a girlfriend, maybe a wife. But right now I'm thinking about her delicious buttocks. And then all of a sudden somebody comes up when you maybe you turned around for a little while to get some drinks from the bar. And now this guy kind of comes in and starts talking to the lady. And then you're like, dude, get the hell out of here. And then instead of just leaving gracefully. He just continues on and just starts becoming part of the conversation and distracting her. Now, she may still have already decided you're what she wants, but now he's in the way and you're going, this guy is not just talking and talking and talking. And every second this bastard is in here talking and getting in the way is one more second. I could have been spending with her, charming her, and then she could be my girlfriend. And then, of course, I would have her companionship, her love, her affection, and also access to her delicious buttocks that's what it feels like when somebody cuts in the way or gets in the way of you getting that grub you want to get for a long period of time i know you think it's different but it's not different because some people don't know when to leave you alone i like to call those people ice cream melters and why do I call them ice cream melters? Because they're so oblivious to what's going on around them. They're the equivalent of someone who could see you standing there holding an ice cream cone or holding a bag with ice cream in it. They know there's ice cream in the bag. They know it's 95 degrees outside. They know you have to leave, but they still have to engage you in moronic conversations. And even if you try to walk away, they'll grab your arm. One more thing. And it's never just one more thing. The bastard says one more thing when it's really 27 more things. And guess what? Of the 27 things, you don't care about 28 of them. And I know what you're thinking. How can it be 27 things and you don't care about 28 of them? I'll explain. The 27 things you don't care about and also any potential thing he could say after that, you don't care about that crap either. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> so that's why those big fat guys were really pissed off. Not only was he was this punk ass delaying that grub, but now he delayed that grub and made him have to go down the steps when you know damn well when you're a really big fat guy, you don't want to go down the damn steps. And I know, having been a former really big fat guy, 
You know, I mean, all I was waiting for was a damn salad. It was already cold. If it went in the house, big deal. It's a salad. I wasn't in any really big hurry. I don't mind going up and down the steps. And even I wanted to smack him in the mouth. Not a full smack. You know, that little pop on the mouth, you know, that you see people do sometimes, you know, like if they pop a dog in the nose of the newspaper when they don't really want to hurt the dog. They just want to make a point. Tap. Don't do that, muffin. Tap. Stop pissing on the baby muffin. Just because the baby's on the floor doesn't mean you have to piss on the baby muffin. Tap. But these guys looked like they wanted to kill him. They had surrounded him. And I'm telling you, he was surrounded by four big bellies. And they were belly bumping the bastard while they were talking to the bastard who was the bastard that was blocking the bastard that was bringing the food to those big bastards and my rapidly shrinking ass bastard. They wanted to kill him. And I tell you right now, a lot of people do that crap. A lot of people will get in the way of you trying to do something cool. You're trying to get something done. You're trying to take care of business. And these bastards are doing all sorts of stupid crap. Well, let me tell you something, folks. From now on, never do stupid crap. That's right, my friends. Never do stupid crap because you never know if the crap the other person is doing is important crap to them. And you wouldn't want anybody doing stupid crap to you when you're trying to do crap that's important to you. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that will get in the way when you're trying to do something. It didn't even necessarily have to just be food. You know, when you're trying to do something important for yourself and you got some jackass showing up getting in the way when you're trying to take care of some business. You know, so I never get. There's nobody that knows me that can never tell you this, Anthony. Yes, I spoke about myself in the third person. So what? That S. Anthony ever gotten aware of them trying to pursue something? It'll never happen. If I see something's important to you, I either help you or I get the hell out of the way. If I see you doing something that you like, I leave you alone. I don't even bother people when they're watching one of their favorite TV programs. I had some relatives over my house and I knew they liked a specific TV program and I knew when the TV program was on. I know the show was an hour long and I needed to ask them to do something for me. I looked over at the clock and it came on at eight o'clock and it was now 853, which means that they're now in the most climactic part of the show that they love and that they want to watch. And the last thing they need me doing is annoying them when they're trying to watch the last seven minutes of a show they've already invested 53 minutes in and that's just a television program and yes i do think that way i'm not going to bother this person i know that show came on at eight i think like that because i don't want to bother other people to get in the way of other people doing crap that they think is important even if the crap they think is important is crap that's not important to me it's important because they're important to me and even though what they're thinking is important is crap to me it's not crap to them so i won't treat it like crap because i don't do that crap yeah that's right i use the word crap a lot <laughs> Now, the reason I brought that up is because, you know, I, I looked around and it happens to a lot of people. You look around and you realize there's some things that are important to you. And you would think that the people that are close to you or people around you would realize that maybe they should leave you the hell alone and let you do the crap that's important to you. And sometimes they don't. Now, you don't have to be as confrontational as the big giant four fat guys belly bumping people to get them to do the crap that they're supposed to do or to leave your crap alone. But sometimes you do have to kind of stand up and say, I got crap to do and you're in the way of me doing that crap. So get out of my face. 
Okay, you don't have to say it like that. You say it the way I say it, very, very, in a very, very classy way. I'm trying to work on, you know, finishing up this new stand-up show I want to do next year, and I'm working on my weekly podcast and all of that kind of stuff. And then someone will come along and, and you know, make a request. Then when they should know that on Saturdays, if I'm not out doing something, that on Saturdays, genuine, generally on Saturdays, I record my podcast, and they should know better than to make this request or even bother me knowing that I'm putting my podcast together and I pick up the phone or I'll answer the door and they'll say bah, 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 and I'll go listen you know this is the day that I record my podcast this is what I do and also this is the only day during my really really hectic week where I can really focus down on putting a lot of time into the stand-up show that I'm trying to finish so I can take it out you know uh, late this year or early next year you know that correct you know and I would hope that you would respect me enough to realize that and not make what I consider an unreasonable request of my time on a day when seeing as how I give the other six days a week I'm available to you guys I usually wind up staying up late to try to catch up on what I need to do which is you know not the best thing for me but I try to be I try to accommodate all of you and then on this one particular day of the week when I literally give you what I consider to be an unreasonable amount of my other six days of the week. You have, you do this unconscionable thing and come to my front door or ring me with these ridiculous requests that are things that you can do yourself or things that could wait until the next day when I actually am available to work, to do these things with you. And quite frankly, I think it's outrageous and disrespectful that you come to me and annoy me on this day, which is the one day when I think out of respect, you should value me and my time and my projects enough to not make unreasonable requests on that day. Okay, I don't actually do that. I just open the door and as soon as the door opens, I punch them in the face. Hey, Anthony, I was one and crack. Man, you just blew me in the vein. I'm sorry. I did not mean to punch you in the face. I realized I was unreasonable. I probably should have just used an eloquent way to say that I was annoyed by the fact that you're bothering me on a day when you shouldn't be bothering me. Next time, I'm going to be better. There won't be a punch in the face. And then next Saturday rolls around. Hey, Anthony, I was wondering if you could waste your time with some stupid crap. And then I stabbed him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not stab him. <laughs> I opened the door and drop kicked the bastard off the porch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not drop kick the bastard off the porch. I did not do that. <laughs> I sick my dogs on him. <laughs> I don't have dogs. <laughs> but what I'm seriously saying is basically is that there's always going to be people that are getting in the way. They don't even sometimes they realize they're getting in the way. But a lot of times they're just so focusing on doing something stupid or focused on what they want. And in the case of that delivery guy, the guy just felt like messing with someone that he didn't know. A lot of people are doing that. But what he didn't even think about was the simple fact that if he does this, if he threatens the the uh, delivery guy even if it's not a real threat he just the delivery guy feels uncomfortable then what happens then all the other people in this area on this block all of a sudden the delivery drivers don't want to come here and now because you decided you wanted to be funny on that specific day you decided to do something that was stupid you decided to do that now all of a sudden all these other people can't get their stuff delivered to them because of your punk ass oh no and like i said it happens in many other areas of life People just thinking about what they want and don't give a damn about how it affects other people. 
So what I say is if you have someone like that, if you have a delivery driver blocking guy, metaphorically speaking, if you have a delivery driver type of guy or an ice cream melting type of person, if you have that person, you should just let them know it ain't happening this time. Like I let that punk ass know, leave the delivery drivers alone. And like those big four gigantic fat guys, let them know through their really, really over breathing cells they let him know not to let it happen again and his punk ass was on the block again but he never messed with the delivery driver again yeah that's right ice cream boy tried to stop me from going home with the ice cream i was my normal nice self hey hey i ain't got time for you saying stupid shit douchebag i got ice cream here and this ice cream is more valuable than your entire life punk okay i did not say that <laughs> I just said, I can't talk now. I'll call you when I get home. Very simple. And now you wind up with your ice cream unmelted. And I now know I can call these bastards and get my salads. Yeah, that's right. So damn it, get your ice cream home and get your damn salads. Don't let anybody stop you. Yeah, that's right. Segment over. All right, my friends, this is now thought experiment time. And I want to get, I want to find out what you think about this particular thing. Cause I want to, I want to draw a bigger point from this groove. Say for sake, the sake of argument, like, you know, the, the Schrodinger's cat and all these thought experiments that people have. I'm going to give you a thought experiment right now. And I want to find out. And I want you to be honest with yourself and tell me exactly, or, or just tell yourself exactly how you would feel about this. If this were in fact to happen. Now, in this thought experiment, I know for a fact what happens at the beginning and then and, and at the end. But there's a little bit of information that you don't have. I sit you in a chair. I have a pill in my hand. There are no side effects. This pill is so powerful, but I have complete control of it. I can take in, I can take one individual memory out, out of your head and you'll never have to think about that one thing again. It'll ne- it, it is just gone. It erases it. Now, here's the thing. You've been married for 15 years. You're deliriously happy with your wife. You had a great time dating. Now, keep in mind, ladies, just just, just transpose it. You've been married, deliriously happily married for 15 years. Your husband's the best. I'm just going to use the male uh, because I'm a guy. I'm going to say wife, but just flip it. OK, I'll just, no, and I'm just going to I'll take care of it. I'll just say you've been married for 15 years and your spouse. There's no reason to just stick with men. Well, I'm just going to keep it like this. Your spouse Okay, now, 10 years ago, your spouse was nervous about the relationship with you and went back and banged the crap out of their ex. Right? Immediately afterward, they felt horrible. They vowed to themselves that it would never happen again. 10 years has gone by. They haven't given cheating on cheating on you even a, a thought they they are it's just not going to happen but 10 years ago 10 years ago they got nervous about the relationship they felt but they didn't know what was going on they didn't know what was really and they went back and banged the crap out of their ex i mean they put their ex through the mattress demolished them but it only happened that one time and it never happened again now i'm going to ask you a question would you like to maintain that knowledge, knowing that it hasn't happened in 10 years and in this thought experiment, it will never happen again? Would you like to know about it or would you like to take this pill now that you have the knowledge that your spouse demolished their ex, banged the crap out of them, demolished them, crushed them. The bed was powder underneath them. That's how 
demolished each other. Just like the bed's powerful and destroyed underneath you when you bang each other. But she gave that or he gave that bang into somebody else one time. But I got this pill and I can give you this pill. And there are no side effects to this pill at all. It has one function. It's an advanced pill. FDA approved. You can take it right now. And the knowledge that your spouse demolished and banged the crap out of their ex can be erased from your memory. And it'll never come up again. It's up to you. You can take the pill do you take the pill or do you not take the pill hmm? now i wonder if there, if there was a pill like that i wonder if i would actually use it to just erase things you know because there's certain things right now that have been happening that have kind of disappointed the crap about out of me as an adult it's just disappointing the crap out of me and what i talk about nothing like that but you know you grow up watching certain TV programs and watching certain movies. And those TV programs and movies mean a lot to you. You go back to them for nostalgia. Sometimes they'll come on cable. You sit down, oh, I remember that. You watch them. Some you might have been watching the whole time. You really, really love them. Like uh, Married with Children came on when I was younger. I still like that show. You know, and all these other shows that came on when I was a little, little boy, like Three's Company. I was a little boy when it came on, but I still like the show. And Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley and all of those shows. And, all, and I love those shows. You know, have a different relationship with those shows as an adult you know than I, than I had when I was a kid but I still like some of those shows and dig them right and some of those people I actually kind of looked up to when I was a little kid and I was a little kid when Happy Days was on I thought the Fonz was the coolest person in the world and the greatest person and the coolest and the best hey, and all of that crap and then I've come to find out he's actually Henry Winkler one of the coolest nicest most honorable people that anybody's ever met. Everybody that met met him said the same thing. I would love to shake his hand, say, I really enjoyed watching your show. I still love the show now. You were cool. One of my other favorites was John Ritter. You know, Three's Company and various other things that he did. I even liked that show Hooperman that he did. All of that crap. And he was one of my comedy heroes back in the day because at that time I really loved physical comedy and he was really, really good at it. And I I watched everything that he was in. That's how much I liked him. Same thing with Henry Winkler. If Henry Winkler was in something, I'm watching it because I dug him as a kid and I still like him. And as it turns out, you know, he passed away, unfortunately, a while ago. But from everything that I've read and people that have met him and all of that kind of crap, they said John Ritter was the nicest guy, the greatest guy, the coolest guy, always was good to people. These two dudes, John uh, Ritter, Henry Winkler, two of my childhood heroes uh, when it comes to performing, turned out to be great guys. So when I watched Three's Company, granted, I watched Three's Company a little different than I did when I was like nine or ten, because back then I was watching John Ritter fall over stuff and laughing. Now I'm looking at Joyce DeWitt's body and, you know, Suzanne Summer's body. Oh, yeah. I have to go back in time and jump on top. I like to be, you know, make myself I like to get in the time machine, go back to then and jump on top. <laughs> and the, the happy days, right? Happy days is great. You know, Henry Wingley, hey, the Fonz, Richie Cunningham and all of that crap. You know, and, you know, and, and I remember when I was a kid, I really wanted to, you know, I really wanted to, you know, Joni, you know, Mrs. C too, Mrs. C, I, I kind of wanted, oh, <laughs> that's beside the point. But I like those guys. 
But there was a couple other people that I liked back in the day also when I was a little kid, right around the same time period. Two other heroes. But these were action heroes. Action heroes of mine that I loved to death. I freaking loved Chuck Norris when I was a kid. I used to go, and, and granted, now granted, his movies were really before my time. By the time I was old enough to see his movies, um, I, you know, these movies were old movies by then, but they were new to me. And I loved it. Good guys wear black invasion USA and all of that crap, jumping through the window to sidekick a guy that was doing something and beating up people and saving people and putting, stopping bombs and all of that crap. Chuck Norris, that's right. And Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry. Once again, these movies were, came out when I was too young to go see movies but I wasn't too young to see him on cable I wasn't too young to see him on TV and then I go beating up the bad guy make my day punk you know all of that crap and the outlaw Josie Wales dying ain't much of a living boy you gonna pull those pistols or whistle Dixie all of that cool crap and I was like these two dudes are the best they're the kings and at the time there wasn't a lot of people that looked like me on TV but there was nothing I could do about it you know and I didn't know any better and these were heroes so there you go but then as an adult when I go back and watch certain shows like I can go back and safely watch uh, Happy Days because as it turns out Henry Winkler's the best he's the greatest guy in the world you know, the late John Ritter. I can go back and watch anything John Ritter did and I can have a little smile on my face because I remembered how important he was to me and how bummed out I was when he passed away on the set of set of eight simple rules, which I was watching because he was in it. Also, Katie Seagal from Married with Children. I watch anything she's in. You get the point. But as an adult and with social media now, I heard some of the crap that Chuck Norris was saying and some of the stuff that was coming out of his mouth. And it's like, oh. You know, he kind of ruined it for me now, you know, he kind of ruined it for me with some of the stupid crap that he was saying, some of the stuff that he was going. I was like, oh, not you, Chuck. Come on, man. No, Chuck. I used to love watching Walker, Texas Ranger. I, w- I became a fan of Chuck Norris's movies as a kid. They weren't that, the movies weren't all that great, but they were fun to watch. Right. And so it was fun to look like a guilty pleasure watching the Chuck Norris movies. And then I got the guilty pleasure. It was almost like getting to watch a different Chuck Norris movie every week when Walker, Texas Ranger came on. And this will tell you my relationship with Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, Me and my buddy who shared an apartment in L.A. and some other buddies, we would actually watch Walker, Texas Ranger. And, you know, Chuck Norris sang the theme song and Chuck Norris sings um, really, really badly. <laughs> oh, the eyes of the ranger are upon you. When they're wrong, you knew he's gonna see. And we would sing that. I would actually turn on the closed captioning on the TV, and my friends would sit there with beers. We'd have pizza, and we'd watch Walker Texas Ranger, and we'd all sit there like a karaoke and sing the theme song to Walker Texas Ranger along with him, and we'd laugh and high five at how bad the singing was, and the fact that we were all grown men in our early twenties high fiving each other because we sang along with Chuck Norris to the TV program Walker Texas. Ranger, and we all grew to love the show for its campiness. Fast forward a couple decades, and all of a sudden you see and hear all this wacky crap he's saying, stuff about the president, and all sorts of wacky stuff and stuff. He's going, Oh, this is beyond disagreeing with someone politically. This is something else, man. And now, when I think about the show, a show that if he had not said those things, or I was not aware of those things, like I said, if I was to take that pill. In the beginning of this segment, if I was to erase that, I would still have the joy of watching Walker, Texas Ranger in reruns. Would I take the pill and not know the stuff he said and just enjoy the show? Or would I want to know? Well, in this case, I would not take the pill. But I can't really watch the show anymore. 
I still think it's campy and cute and everything, but every time it comes on, all I can think about is, why did you say that, Chuck? What are you doing, Chuck? Why, Chuck, why? And then there's Clint, who I even like more than I like Chuck. I know, if you went through my DVD case, even though I don't look at DVDs anymore, because who does? But if you went through my DVD case in the garage, you'd see a whole bunch of uh, Clint Eastwood movies in there. And my favorite Clint Eastwood movie of all time, The Outlaw Josie Wales, that I watched. I've literally seen that movie well over 200 times at this point. And then he just keeps saying stuff, talking to chairs. And now he's supporting you-know-who for president. And how could you support that guy for president when you know some of the stuff he said? When you know what's going on, how could you do it? Come on, Clint. Because it's bad enough I lost Walker, Texas Ranger, the TV series. And now I'm I'm losing probably one of my top three movies of all time. Because I have the DVD. And I was just kidding about not watching DVDs. I, I usually just throw them on the side of the laptop at this point. Um, but I tried to put it back in and I tried to watch it and the whole time it's on, I'm like, uh, you know, it was, it was just kind of sour. I was, uh, it'd be like if in the thought experiment in the beginning of this segment, right? Say for the sake of argument, that guy in the beginning of this thought experiment decided against taking the pill. And erasing his memory. And say he wasn't mature enough to realize, you know what, that was a while ago, I'm disappointed, but we're so happy, forget about it. Say he doesn't have that level of maturity. And he does not take the pill. And his wife comes home, hello, honey. She jumps on him and gives him a kiss. And in the back of his mind, he's picturing her on top of that dude, pounding him through the mattress. Or underneath that dude, Wrapped her legs wrapped around his back and getting, you know, getting, you know, ugh. right. Or the wife, hey, honey, I'm home. And she's picturing him behind some woman with her hand, his hands on her hip going to Pound City. And she can't get that picture out of her mind. Now, he's been happy. He's been great. He hasn't cheated in 10 years. Hasn't even thought about cheating. And in this thought experiment, she knows he's never going to cheat in the future. But she can't get that picture out of her mind. She can't do it. She cannot forgive him. She can't do it. Now, obviously, that's a a more important thing, a spouse being unfaithful. But sometimes if you really, really think about it, when we think about how important, sometimes how important certain artists are. And you find out that they're unfaithful to what you thought they were. And in some ways, it's pretty bad, right? My favorite artist of all time died on April 21st of this year. And of course, I'm talking about Prince. Always liked him. I literally have everything he actually released. In fact, he sneezed once and I bought that. And I got news for you. It went. It was also a number one single. He went, hello. I just want to say hello to everyone. That's you. We just recorded that Prince. We're going to put that out. But that's just me sneezing. It's okay. You're Prince. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a hit anyway. And I'm out there. The Prince sneeze? I'll buy it. But I always liked this cat. And I always seemed, he always seemed to me, based on what I read when I heard in his music, to be a pretty good dude. And then after he passed 
on. It came out that he did all this charity work, all this cool stuff, giving money to refugees, putting people through school, people who, whose families needed money because to be buried because something bad happened. He's giving money to that. He did. And it was like all this philanthropic stuff that he did was just the kind of stuff where if he was to let it out, you would be like, oh, my God, you know, you wouldn't believe it. And as it turns out, as great a person as I enjoyed him to be as an artist, he turned out to be an even better human being. And that made me happy. Because he went up in my estimation of who he was, even though I had a pretty high level of uh, love for what he did as, a, as an artist. And I dug him. But on the other side, like I said, these two dudes whose stuff I kind of dug went way down. And that's really weird, isn't it? You know, because it's like, I don't, I've never met these cats. I don't know Chuck Norris. I don't know Clint Eastwood, but they're in my house. <laughs> you know, Invasion USA is in my house. You know, some episodes of Walker to Texas Ranger I recorded when I, you know, when I, uh, when I was not home to see him, they're in my house. A bunch of Clint Eastwood movies are in my house. You know? So in a way, they kind of do affect you, right? I went from thinking that Clint was just a, a good guy who I disagreed with politically to think, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm starting to think that in that movie, Grand Torino, I'm starting to think they just kind of caught him saying some stuff on camera and decided to turn it into movies. Look, uh, Clint's saying some real wild stuff here. Um... I don't know. There's a lot of people around here with cameras before that stuff gets out. Yeah. Let's just uh, say that there's a movie uh, where he says uh, all sorts of wild stuff about people. And uh, we, we we really need to shoot some additional footage. That way, when there's footage of him saying wild stuff about people, that is not good to say about. We, we, we need to get we want to make sure that, that, that people think it's a movie. We have some film here of Clint Eastwood saying some wild stuff. Oh, that's not a really a big deal. That's actually a movie he called. Um, uh what kind of car is that over there? Gran Torino. Gran Torino. It's called Gran Torino. And he plays a guy that says lots of wild stuff about people. So, oh, so he's not crazy. Oh, oh hell no. It's a, it's a role in a movie. <laughs> Cause you know, Clint Eastwood would never actually believe the ridiculousness that <laughs> get Clint's agents on the phone and just get some script writers on there real quick. Take the film that we saw of Clint saying wild stuff and incorporate that, that into the script that they need to have written right now. <laughs> but but just so you know clint never i mean clint said that stuff but it's all for a movie <laughs> i am so glad that was a grand torino that i caught out the corner of my eye because a couple of seconds later it would have been a bus going by and then when the guy asked what the name of the movie was i would have to have to call it the, the bart transfer bus and then i mean how the hell kind of how the hell kind of kind of name of that for a movie i mean it turns out the name grand torino ain't that bad but please get that script ready because we don't want people to know clint said wild stuff for real <laughs> i'm starting to think that's what happened <laughs> but you'd be surprised you know you think you know people and then something will happen to let you know you do not know the people you think you know and, and and even if it's not something like an artist that disappoints you by being a different person than you think they are going way down in your estimation of who they are instead of what they, you know, 
you see it on Facebook all the time. Twitter too, but Twitter is more of a wild, wild west. So you're used to seeing wacky stuff. You're used to posting stuff and having an egg Avi come at you with some stupid crap, hoping to, to get a fight going. But on Facebook, you, this is these are not egg Avies on Facebook. These are people you actually know and have met, right? And one of the most disappointing things in the world to me was. I've been in doing comedy off and on for like 30 years, right? And involved in some way. And there were people that were comics that I would consider in the business, maybe not household names. You might not even know who the hell they are, but in the business, they would be considered legendary. You know, they were success. I mean, I started doing comedy at 17 and these people were moving towards legendary status. Then they had specials. They were on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. They were doing Showtime this and that time and HBO and this, that and all of that crap. And they did and they did it. And I looked up to them. They were really great at what they did. And they used to watch them on TV and it was all that. And they're friends of mine on Facebook and all these other social media sites. But here's the thing. Just like anything else, when someone is an artist and you enjoy their work or you look up to them as a young comic like I did back in the day, you kind of hope they're a certain type of person. You're hoping that they're really good people. That's what you're hoping that, that they are. But then you find out they're not exactly who you thought they were. And it disappoints you. I remember posting some stuff about the president. You know, happy birthday, Mr. President, or something like that a few years ago. Or, uh, you know, something happened, you know, and these uh, certain people that I know would come up with little snide, snarky comments. Like most of the comments on the happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Oh, your daughter looks great. Oh, Michelle looks great. Stuff like that. But there'd be one or two people that had this snarky comment that had nothing to do with what the thread was about. Happy birthday. Well, he's, his birthday's happy. But if he... And you're going, well, why? Can, can people just say happy birthday without you bringing up a political point? Which, which, if you did some research, would actually not be even close to what actually happened? Save your agenda for your page. And then it goes beyond political differences. And all of a sudden, you go to the person's page and you start seeing things that... To say it's veiled racism kind of weakens what you see. You know, it's not out and out, N-word, N-word, but it's veiled racism. You can tell the difference. You know when there's a person that doesn't like someone politically and there's someone who doesn't like the person because of a certain reason or because they're a woman or because of this or because of that. And you realize this is more of a mean-spirited person than I thought. And this is somebody that I looked up to. In my mind, I thought of this funny guy or this funny lady as wonderful and great and everything. And I looked up to them or at the very least I respected them. And now. Uh, right, I used to go and look at their clips on YouTube when I wanted to laugh. And now when they, one of their one of their one of their videos pops up on YouTube because I looked at so many videos in the past, they're always being recommended to me. Now I tap press play and they start talking. And it's like. Uh, you know, bits that I used to la like and laugh at all the time. Ugh. And it's disappointing. And I asked myself if I could take that bill and erase my knowledge of <laughs> of what they said on my page or the way they contacted me. If I could take that bill 
and erase that because a lot of them realized that I wasn't going to reply back to those type of comments and they have stopped making those type of comments and basically now have learned to just comment on generic stuff that I post like they'll you know if I post something that's funny uh, or someone else's stuff that's funny I'll repost it or retweet it or read whatever they'll just make a little funny tag on the end of it and add their joke on the end of it and it's nothing bad there and they kind of leave the political stuff alone because I just ignored them because I didn't want to erase them because they were old comedy heroes and stuff which means if I took that pill right now, seeing as how they no longer post these things on my page, and I, re- I tend not, you know, if I took that pill, I would never know that these comedy heroes that were following me on certain social networks had those feelings. Because I don't go to other people's pages like that. You know, I just read my feed and comment if I feel like it, or read my tweets and comment if I feel like it. If I took that pill in this thought experiment, I would never know that these people had these feelings. I wouldn't know that my comedy heroes, I wouldn't know that people that I knew for years had these feelings. I would never know. And I asked myself, would I take that pill? And I ask you that question. Would you take that pill? Would you take that pill if it was your spouse and they had that one time where they got it on with somebody else and you know for a fact in this particular thought experiment that they would never do it again? Would you take that pill? And I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't because I'm mature enough because I've been and I know this for a fact because I found out that someone I was dating a while ago when we started getting serious. They got uncomfortable because they really cared about me more than they wanted to. And they wanted to see if they still felt the same way about an old boyfriend. So she went back and took him to Bang City. And then she realized she was better off with me for many reasons. And she felt horrible about it. And then she came back to me and I didn't know that she had done that. Fortunately, she was smart enough to protect herself and not get any diseases and give any diseases to me. And I appreciate that. And she came back to me. And I was a younger guy at that time. It was a while ago. And we were going on happy and everything was great. And the relationship fell apart anyway. Nothing to do with that. Just, you know, all most relationships don't work out. Let's keep it real. So we didn't break up because of that. And I found out about that maybe a year after it happened. And at the time, this was maybe three years before the relationship started to turn into crap. So, you know. Like I said, nothing to do with that. And I knew about it and she didn't know that I knew about it. In fact, she never knew that I knew about it. And I was able to go, okay, whatever. Now, I'm not saying that I would do it now. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I would do it now. I wouldn't. uh, I would forgive that crap. Now, me personally, you ever do that to me? I got to go. (laughs) you know i'm one of those people where if i can't if i can't trust you completely with big stuff you gotta go i ain't taking the pill i want to know who you are and what you are i want to know who's around me even if this thought experiment you said in the thought experiment well this is the kind of she's never going to do it again i'm not taking the pill i want to know 
I want to make decisions based on knowledge. Because I asked a friend of mine that if you had the same question, he goes, I would take the pill because I wouldn't want to know. I'm a different type of person. I want to know. Just like those guys that I talked about or gals. I'm not going to be specific about what gender we're talking about here. Who wrote those things? I now know who they are. And quite frankly, the the online friendships have, have been damaged. But at least I know. You know, at least I know. I just like to know. Even if it's going to bother me, I want to know. I like to know what's going on around me. So in my case, I wouldn't take the pill. You know. I would be more inclined to take the pill regarding Chuck Norris and, and uh, Clint Eastwood than I would about a relationship because, you know, I'll be honest with you. I kind of miss singing the eyes of the ranger. You don't suspect this ranger. Never know the truth or wrong from right. Oh, the eyes of the ranger are upon you. I miss doing that crap. And Chuck Norris has no effect on my damn life. I'd probably take the pill to forget the crap Chuck Norris said if I knew that I would never know about the rest of the crap. And I'd probably take the pill for that crap that Clint Eastwood said so I could actually watch uh, his movies without going. Okay, I just lied to you both. I lied lied to all of you. I would not take the pill there either. (laughs) I just want to know things. I like to make all my decisions based on actually knowing things. You know. And that's one of the reasons why when someone does attempt to troll me online, I used to actually answer them. And I did a, I did a sketch in one of a, I forgot which episode it was. It was a recent episode where I actually just kind of, I kind of logic this dude to death, you know, and he kind of just kind of backed off and went away, realizing that he wasn't going to get the fight that he was looking for. And I realized that <laughs> I'm at the point now where I just completely ignore that crap. It's like, look, if you're trying to come and pick a fight, I ain't got time for that. So maybe there's a part of me that will actually go, you know what? I already bought the outlaw Josie Wills. It's not like I'm going to be supporting uh, Clint Eastwood in the future with his movies or anything like that. It's not like I'm going to be putting money in his coffers. And quite frankly, he's got enough money in his coffers where it doesn't really matter whether I give whether I give him any more money or not. And also the guy's 150. So what difference does it make? You know, and all the Chuck Norris stuff that I want, I already got it. And maybe at some point in the future, uh, maybe I'll be able to pull out the DVD and slap Walker Texas Ranger in or slap. Well, I didn't have a DVD. Those are, yeah, yeah, I do have one DVD. I had it was a DVD recorder. Um, I'll be able to slap that crap in and watch them again and enjoy them. Who knows? But I would feel kind of, I just can't even imagine just sitting there, you know, watching that stuff right now. It's like, ugh, you know? So in the grand scheme of things, I wouldn't take the pill. I like to know. I'm curious. To those of you that are listening, you're following me on Facebook and Twitter. Tell me if you take the pill or you wouldn't take the pill. I'm curious. I really want to know. I don't care whether you email it to me, whether you direct message it to me, whether you put it on, you write it to me on Facebook or whatever. What? Tell me if you would take the pill. I'm curious. Tell me if you would actually take the pill or not take the pill. I want to know. Hmm. I don't know. It's a weird thing, isn't it? What are you going to do? Me? I want to know. I want to know. <laughs>
segment over. Well, folks, that has been it. This has been episode number two, two, seven of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And I want to thank you very much, like always, for listening to this crap on a regular basis and telling your friends. Thank you very, very much. Now, um, here's the new info. Uh, like I said, the, the email address for me now is talk to s anthony at gmail.com so do not write to the other ones because i shut that crap down t-a-l-k-t-o my name s anthony at gmail.com uh the twitter for me for those of you that are not following twitter the twitter for me specifically is at s anthony thomas and the twitter for the show is at s anthony says uh i didn't uh get verified on twitter twitter but i did get verified on facebook so if you want to see, if you want to know that it's actually me on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, go to uh, search for S. Anthony Says. You'll see that there's a blue check mark, which means it's a verified page for a public figure or some awesome dude with dimples for days. I don't think that's exactly how they put it, but they should in my case. <laughs> dimples, ladies. So go to that page on Facebook, S. Anthony Says, and click like. Okie dokie, coolness. Now, folks, like I said, I just want to thank you guys very, very much for listening to this crap on a regular basis. Hello to my new listeners in UK. Hello to my new listeners in Australia. Hello to the new people in Canada. Hello to the new people right here in the United States of America. Hello to my new listeners in France. Hello, Denmark and every other country that has joined since the last time I checked the stats. Hello to you, too. Thank you very, very much for being a part of this thing. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. If you like this show, make sure you subscribe to this show. Subscribe to the S. Anthony Says Podcast. If you love this show and you dig it, make sure you give a five-star rating on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to this podcast. Give a five-star rating and a review to this program. If you love it, I would really, really appreciate it. Once again, the email address is talktosanthony at gmail.com. Much love to every last one of you because you've been really, really cool to me and I appreciate you. I will talk to you again next week. Much love to every last one of you bastards. I really mean that. So I'm going to say goodbye to you the same way that I always do because it doesn't matter to me whether you're listening to this podcast on your own a lawnmower, whether you're walking down the street, whether you're on a treadmill. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just glad you bastards listen to my punk ass on a regular basis. And on the count of three, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I need you to say it with me because I know some of you say it with me because you write to me and say that you say it with me the same way I used to sing that Walker, Texas Ranger song although at some point in the future you're not going to find out that i said wacky crap and have to dump my punk ass the way i dumped their punk asses so now i'm gonna say it on the count of three one two three s anthony out